To the Now We're Talking podcast, where we attempt to review the entire UK series of Now That's What I Call Music in chronological order. I'm Harry. I'm Martin. And I'm Jacob. This week we'll be discussing Volume 6, Disc 1 of Now That's What I Call Music. Let's get a show on the road. So, we're on to another Now, Now 6. Yes, Now 6. So, Harry, do you want to do your usual... Tell us, tell us about what's... You're wearing Christmas socks, Martin. It's... It's, I don't know is it's April. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought they were incredible socks. No, I wear, <laughs> I wear Christmas socks. What's the point of just having socks I'm going to wear at Christmas? Well, yeah, that's true. I do yeah. wear Christmas you socks. Know, I mean, I wear them all year round. Yeah. I suppose you don't have to take your shoes off for drama, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm more of a guy that wears socks based on the weather so you know these are quite a thin sock yeah it's quite yeah. hot outside why are they Christmas I'm going to wear them. exactly if in the winter yeah. at Christmas I'm going to be wearing thick socks to keep my feet warm not these fucking thin pieces of shit it's, it's, um... all the thick ones have pictures of suns and buckets and spades on them <laughs> <laughs> the Easter one <laughs> yeah I had to ask you some questions uh, didn't I How, yeah where are the roses and whispered sighs where are the compliments and dreaming eyes there's a correct answer to that, in fact. But Is I'm there? what you say. Oh, yeah. right. Uh, I just don't sort of really feel that way about you. Okay. It's just... Like, those... I'd reserve those things for sort of... Me. People, yeah. <laughs> special, <laughs> special friends like mine. <laughs> the, correct, the correct answer is... Uh, correct answer is, I think, it doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't matter, you see. That's the correct answer. Oh. So... No. It's a bit of a pointless question to ask, really. Martin, what are you going to do when things go wrong? What are you going to do when it all cracks up? What are you going to do when all the love burns down? What are you going to do when the flames go up? Who is going to come and turn the tide? Who is it going to take to make a dream survive? Who's got the touch to calm the storm inside? What's she going to look like with a chin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I watched Alive and Kicking... Well, it's pretty down because there's a few to do live there. and kicking. Emma Forbes, Emma Forbes and, and uh, Jamie Thinkston. Yeah, so that's what you're going to do. Toby and then it was did he do it? then it was Toby Anstis and another woman with short hair, wasn't it? Or was it Zoe Ball? Zoe Ball's about, but Toby Anstis is not a name I've heard recently. Yeah, yeah. Did, did he? Did, did he, Trevor and Simon were they on that as well? If you're listening, no, I think they weren't. They? I don't know. I like Trevor and Simon. They were did, good. did he have it off with Cher, Toby Anstis? Because that was the rumour, wasn't it? That he had it off. I don't know, he looks pretty buff now. Let me look at them guns. Oh, yeah. He's a television presenter on the Global Radio and Heart Network. So he's still... Oh, is he's he? He's gone into the radio. Yeah. Um, he's fucking hit the gym. While we're here, so. let's have a second silence for, for Dale Winton, who's died. A second silence? A second. Well... Yeah, I think it's second. Have we had a silence for him? No, no, no. It's just because... This podcast overruns as it is. I can't afford to take a 60 second silence for Dale Winton. That's true, yeah. I'm still well, we'll do a 60 it. second and then we'll chop chop it down to a second in the yeah. end. Um, well, how long do they get into Market Sweet? <laughs> <laughs> is it 
it's never too soon. And, and Bruno San Martino, he died recently yeah, as well. Yeah, I yeah. don't know who that is. He's like a really famous wrestler, so me yeah. and Harry care that you won't. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, like, but we all care about Dale Wynn, so yeah. yeah. Do you want to explain what the cover looks like for this one? In a wonderful sort of detailed way. Oh, I thought you'd well, say as few words as you can. I don't know. It's just, I don't know if you well, let's, let's just quickly recap. Jacob describes the cover. Let's nice, just, let's just nice Jacob feature. describes the cover. I don't think that's the right one, is it? It's no, many six. Yeah, I know, I know but uh, the reason is I want to show you how dramatic it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We've gone from this sort of bingo ball motif for the numbers yeah. with a pig wearing a suit made up of different bands names oh is yeah. that a suit very garish I don't know what it is it might, it's a sort of big it's fucking horrible thing uh, everything's in completely different fonts it's a complete mess the pig seems to have like a tomato on his head or something yeah so they've looked at that and they've gone nah that's we've got to do something new mate we're on six now you know now we get something very different so the bingo sort of ball thing is there but it's a bit more concise but they've made it into a patch on a sort of um, leather jacket material. Uh, yeah. Is it a jacket or is it a bag? Well, you see... What's the back look like? Am I, yeah, that's a... Well, you see, I thought that was leather, but if you have a closer look, I'm pretty sure that's like satin or something like well, that. Because that, there's a sort of lacy material mm. on the side. Check, check, what does the back look like? The back well, I think that is supposed to be satin. Yeah, it's so silky something, isn't it? But anyway, it's... It's like, like satin trousers or a satin shirt. It's a lot more yeah. coherent. It's a lot less visually noisy. Yeah. It's not such an assault on the eyes. It's... Bit more mature, um, but yeah, a little hint of raciness there with the sexy yeah, materials. Yeah. But then a pen sticking out of the pocket, so it's sort of like sexy but 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 bookish. Yeah, business, business yeah. and pleasure. I'm mm. glad you noticed the pen. I don't know how long they're going to maintain that motif, but I, I think it's probably the best cover we've had yet. Yeah, it doesn't uh, look as as much like someone just the first one threw was a right on it. Just I can't go all the way back to that. <laughs> Right, yeah, so now now six, released on the 25th of November 1985, mm. went quadruple platinum in the UK, pretty good, was preceded by the greatest hits of 85 by Telstar, so there's a third compilation now in the mix, we've got hits, we've got now... Yeah, we've got these new Telstar ones. Basically, they were a publishing company that just published other people's stuff. So they just licensed yeah. loads of stuff. If we ever get past the nows, we could always look at Ronco. They were a company in the 70s that released budget compilations. Yeah. Like super massive hits. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, knocked um, Greatest Hits of 85 off of number one. Quite rightly. Then it was knocked off itself by the... Now the Christmas album, so they're competing with themselves now. Did they have well, enough Christmas, Christmas songs back then? Because like, well, yeah, I, I think they'd used earlier ones. Yeah, you know, it's probably well. Weirdly enough, the greatest hits of 1985 had Band Aid on it, even though it's like mainly sort of these guys. Yeah, yeah, weird that. But yeah, so knocked off by now the Christmas album, which spent most of December at number one. In January, it got back to number one for a yeah. bit. A couple of weeks later, it was knocked off the number one by Dire Straits' Brothers in Arms, which oh, was wow. the second time that had got to number one, because it had got to number one in, like, August, about six months before, and it came back. Brothers in Arms. Yeah. For some reason. It's what it's what you're saying. It's like, listening to it, I can imagine, like, a race, you know, and all the cars, this car's in front for a bit, and then that gets ahead. Whereas now, it's just, like, one car races right to the finish and then just drops away, and then the next one comes all their beams, and then, yeah. Yeah. Crashes, and the next one comes in. This is more exciting. It's like, you don't... 
fucking hell, he's going to be at number one this week. Like <laughs> Mark Morrison got to number one, and I think got to number two first, and then got to number one. Ooh. They got knocked off the top spot, but they got back to number Whoa. one. So, uh, you get returning. Yeah. It's that sort of thing that, make, you know, I can understand why Ken was really interested in the charts. He wouldn't really bother now, would he? I bet he still does. I bet Ken loves it. We left off in August 1985. Yeah. So since then, we've had uh, August 20th was the Iran-Contra affair became public. Oh, okay. Uh, it was basically the US government sent arms to Iran in return for hostages in Lebanon. Yeah. And profits, okay. for, profits for the Nicaraguan Contras yeah. uh, without the public knowing anything about it. So that was a big scandal. Yeah, every American president seems to need to have one. Thank God we don't have governments doing dodgy arms trades with hostile companies and shit. Yeah. Now, in 2018. Cool, yeah. Oh, isn't it great? Ever Come since. on, guys. We'll talk about that when we get to the called Music 99. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, now, now 99 has got that Theresa May hip-hop thing where she does the rap about yeah. you know, how she's going to attack Syria and stuff. Yeah, I like that, yeah. yeah. That was just after Charlotte Church's face exploded. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so on September the 1st, the wreck of the Titanic was located for the first time. Oh, nice. September yeah. 85. And on September the 13th, Super Mario Brothers was released in Japan. Coincidence? I, I think, think so. so. Maybe, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, the 12 day gap would suggest that it might be a coincidence. <laughs> I don't know what the coincidence is, though. There's, there's no relation. Well, didn't Titanic sink in like 1912? 1912, yeah. Yeah. Well, then Mario Brothers was re- released on the 13th. They located the wreck on the 1st. 13 take away 1 is 12. Ah, I knew it was uh, yeah, It's not a coincidence. Right, we should start a new podcast. Harry's Conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's Conspiracies. Brilliant. And yeah, on October the 18th, the NES was released in America. Or so the, the Nintendo NES, Entertainment the System. Or if you're Super America, if you're American, what is it if you're American? What do they call it? Oh, Super Famicom. No, the Famicom, the Famicom is Japanese. So it was released in Japan first, and then yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was that. Well, was they call the it the NES, don't they? Well, that was yeah, a, people call that here. Yeah. No, it's the NES. Or the NES. It's the that's, NES. That's French pretty, for nose. Uh, <laughs> system. That's a big old um, yeah jump forward in, in gaming history, isn't it? Yeah, that, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you just had your Ataris and stuff. Yeah, we had one of them. It had a bit of wood at the front. Well, yeah. that was the, the, the big computer game crash, wasn't there? And yeah, Nintendo sort of what brought, yeah. brought computer games back yeah. into the public because the yeah. the reason they released it with that big robot thing was because no one wanted to buy computer games. Oh, was it? Until the supermarkets were like, "Oh no, we don't want to sell uh, Walmart stuff." So they manufactured it as a, like a toy with a robot and stuff rather yeah. than a computer games console. Yeah. Even though it was and that, that crash only really happened in America. It didn't really affect anyone yeah. else. Um, Nintendo being earned since Victorian times. Yeah, they started. Yeah. Like, they used to make they were, they were toy card games. Yeah, they used to make card games and toys. Yeah. I think like is it like you know the like extendable reacher thing where you've got it like that and you can yeah. like, oh, reach oh. that. I think yeah. that's made by Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Back then on the twenty third of September, yeah. eighteen eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, weird, isn't it? They originally produced handmade playing cards. Mm. Yeah. And they also what was this? But in nineteen sixty three, the company tried several small niche businesses such as cab services and love hotels. Yeah. Wow. Is that just, is that just not a brothel? No. 
Apparently, it's a type of short stay hotel around the world. Oh, it is for them to have sexual activities. Yeah, activity. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nintendo were doing it, eh? Short stay hotels sure. for sex. You can book in for fifteen minutes. Wow. <laughs> I've, I've learned so much, and we haven't even talked about any of the songs. November the 9th, Gary Kasparov, twenty-two, becomes the youngest ever world chess champion. Coincident? Um, yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't cool like Bobby Fischer. He wasn't a maverick. Well, oh, that's Dimitri oh, guy. Mental. He was like Bobby Fischer. The Dimitri chess guy. Dimitri. Dimitri chess guy. <laughs> Dimitri chess guy. <laughs> Champion. It's a good name for a chess player. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Dimitri Borisovich Gurevich. Oh. Ah, that's why I've heard of him because he's a world chess president. Oh. No, no, that's someone else. But um, oh, <laughs> I read the headline there. That was amazing. Yeah. World chess president claims he was abducted by space alien. What other type of aliens is there? Land aliens, yes, yeah. sea aliens, and they invented chess. And they invented they liked chess so much they came all the way here. Wait, we've got. How to old does he chess. think he is? Chess has been around for ages. That's stupid. No, what? no, no, no. They've, they've no, implanted the memory of it having a history into their no, brain. No, they just told him, they abducted him. By the way, we invented chess. Ah, he's I like, believe like, them. Like, yeah, I really love this game chess. And they're like, oh, we've been playing that for years, mate. Yeah, why is it so... We're so over, we're bored of that now. Oh, man. We play Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, November the 18th, Calvin and Hobbes debuted in newspapers in yeah. America. I love Calvin Hobbes. I've got a couple of Calvin Hobbes books. And uh, Elmo was introduced on Sesame Street. Coincidence. <laughs> 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 Uh, November the 19th Reagan and Gorbachev meet in Geneva for the first time so Alchenenko well dead I think isn't he and uh, Gorbachev's in yeah so there's a bit of thawing of the Cold War there yeah became the Chile War yeah and the next day Microsoft released Windows 1.0 yeah exactly (laughs) it's not is it (laughs) it's gotta be uh, right, yeah, so hatches, matches and dispatches between August and November. We've had rugby player Toby Flood was born. Mohammed Bill... Oh, hang on. Mohammed bin Salman, who was the crown prince... He's the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. He's a very yeah. powerful man. Yeah. Uh, footballer Luka Modric. Motorcycle racer Danny Pedrosa. These are all births, yeah? Hatches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, distance runner Tiranesh de Barber who's broken all the world records. Singer that Martin thinks is sexy, Nicola Roberts. Uh, oh, well, singer... I like yeah. Nicola Roberts. Yeah. Not okay. just me, yeah, many yeah, people around the world. I think if you do a yeah. survey, you'll find that two out of three people... <laughs> what, what do you think of her, Harry? Oh, she's all right, yeah. Yeah, so we're all, you know. <laughs> yeah. One kick her out. I'd climb over her to get to a couple of the other ones, though, maybe. Oh. God, so misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> get out of it. Uh, Bruno Mars. Uh, oh, yeah. As well. He's going to be a now botherer, as is yeah. Nicola Roberts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg from Buffy. Mount uh, Dawn, yeah. And also from Gossip Girl. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Uh, another motorcyclist, Casey Stoner. And uh, footballer Wayne Rooney. All born. Wayne. Oh, uh, the Roonster. Yeah, all born since the last now. Uh, and singer Carly Rae Jepsen as well. Yeah, she's, yeah, I don't know who she is, but she's probably she's one there. of the Jepsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen. She's us from the future as well. Matches, there's only one Madonna and Sean Penn, but quite a big one. Yeah. Quite a yeah. big one that, cool, yeah. that didn't last long, did it? Oh, yeah, they're still married now, aren't they? 
No, no, no. She married that guy. Yeah, Guy Ritchie. Ritchie. (laughs) The guy who makes really deep films about people shouting and shooting at each other. Yeah, dispatches. So we had Samantha Smith, who I talked about right back at the start. It might have even been now one. She was the little girl who wrote a letter to Chinenko. Oh, and then he yeah, she died in a plane crash at the age of 13. Coincidence? Got that before me. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> well, is it a coincidence that the next person on the list is Laura Ashley from what catalogues? Is it designers? Do they do designers. Yeah. I mean, what she died. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. oh, the company didn't die though, did it? I don't see it much these days. No. And in October, we lost Rock Hudson, Yul Brynner. He was the big one from Cool Runnings. Rock Hudson, Yul Brynner. You just yeah. said that. Well, that's one person. No, we lost Rock Hudson and, and Yeah, you left out the and. You just made this... Rock Hudson, Yul Brynner. <laughs> Rock Hudson died of AIDS, didn't he? So that was a Did he? high profile thing. Uh, so. Oh, Yul Brynner and Orson Welles died on the same day Orson in October. Wells. Yeah. Who's going to say it? <laughs> <laughs> Orson Welles, who's... Uh, Let's not forget his his last role before he died was being the voice of Unicron. Unicron oh. in the Transformers animated film. Ah. In October, we also lost Laszlo Biro, the uh, inventor of the Biro pen. Mm-hmm. Uh. Shouldn't he be called Laszlo Biro? Oh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, he died of He didn't invent beer, did he? Fuck's sake. I'm pretty sure he is pronounced Biro. <laughs> and finally, in November, we lost Rick McGraw, the wrestler. Mm. Bonesaw McGraw was it I don't know I think it was yes that takes us up to the release of now six aha uh-huh, which I believe begins with one flesh one bone one true religion one voice one hope one real decision whoa Queen again yeah. yeah always start with the Queen yeah a lot, lot of Queens yeah, happening start with a hit it's, 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 like queen it's quite a rocky that. rocky Queen song oh, it sounds more like a, song. a 70s one, Queen it? song yeah. than the other one. really good all the sections are slightly different as well I like it you know yeah it switches up a lot Freddy yeah. lovely stuff it's it all good, isn't it? I think it's got some weird sampling stuff going on. Yeah. Oh, there's there's a bewildering uh, multitude of different versions of this. If you go on, yeah, the for it, yeah. they just go on about how different releases have different sound effects, different yeah. lyrics. You know, yeah. it's like a version with a really long intro, isn't it, on the album? I think I've had that before. Yeah. The intro bit, but the um, really long. The famous fried chicken line was apparently just improvised by Freddie Mercury because yeah. they couldn't get the ending to sound right. That's it. And yeah. it's just a nice little bit of. English sort of daftness I think at the end of a song which is good I suppose it comes off the back of like Live Aid and stuff this whole thing like we can work together as one world but where that would probably be a really rubbish song if anyone else did it Queen just yeah. make it sound really good <laughs> yeah and yeah this is one that they play first in a lot of their or played first in a lot of their live shows at the time because it yeah. is just a great it's beginning great yeah, and it's yeah. like stadium sized music. Great, well. like intro and in it proper nice little build. Yeah, coming in that. <laughs> ah, it's lush, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know that song is about to start. <laughs> yeah, you really do. It's, it's yeah. So this is a Roger Taylor job, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, that's the great thing about Queen. They all wrote. They all well, they didn't all sing, but most of them sang. And yes, yeah, 
quite unusual to have a band that had loads of successful singles written by different members. I suppose yeah. the Beatles are the other ones, but yeah. But you know, if you look at uh, Kajagoogoo, it's not like they're all writing the. No, well, I don't know who wrote Kajagoogoo songs. Not sure. Derek Kad Ka- Derek Kajagoogoo. Derek, no, it was Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, them boys from. I just wanted to resurrect them, you know. Don't bring them back out. They're Harry's favourite. We'll get them started again. Ah, the boys from Leamington Spa. (laughs) They're not from from Leighton Buzzard. They're boys from Leighton Buzzard. My uh, my little personal journey is uh, for for years, I didn't think I liked 80s Queen. And then this doing this podcast and hearing some some quality 80s Queen has made me realise that 80s Queen is pretty, you know, I like Mm. that as well. Yeah. And I guess that's a rare thing. It's a lot of people who are good then got bad in the eighties. Yeah, listen to all the Bowie we've heard. Yeah, yeah. everyone was bad in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, because Queen. uh, I mean, McCartney. Fucking hell, that was bad. Oh yeah. Like Queen's success came a few years after Bowie's and the Beatles, but them and Bowie are probably contemporaries, aren't they? It's telling as well that one of the good eighties Bowie songs is one he did with Queen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's not much to say about that. Just it's a, it's a fucking awesome. Loads of good sections. I like it when oh, it drops good, down yeah. and there's just loads of fucking hi hat. Yeah, just, just, you oh, get yeah. you get the harmonies that you yeah. always get with Queen. Just yeah. really lush, tight harmonies. That's amazing. Such a good band. Yeah, and then yeah. I like fried chicken. The Whoa Whoa's are really good as well. Yeah, that whole fucking song is great. This is probably yeah. probably one of the best songs we've had. Yeah, so far. Yeah, we've had some good from the other Queen songs. I think this is the best Queen song. It's good. So this has been covered by Tenor, Alfie Bow, and Kim Marsh. What a weird combination! What all of them at the same time? The opera singer Alfie Bow and Kim Marsh covered this song as the official song for Team GB at the 2012 Olympics. I actually know about this. Kim Kim Marsh from Hearsay. Yeah, I don't remember ever hearing that version, but I don't think I'd like it. I'm gonna listen to that later. I reckon that sounds fucking mental. Yeah. But it's not really one world, one vision if you're trying to win all the medals, is it? No. No, it's beat the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. so I don't be know. Be the best. Britain. This one's in GTA 4, if you want to get it for free. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a UK number seven. Really? Only a seven? Yeah. What are we up to? Why are we getting that to number one? I know. Also charted in Ireland, where they said, Hoy, we'll give it to number five. Better than the UK. In America, they said, hey, we don't like anything good around here. We don't like what vision. Number 61, boy. Yeah. And then the Kent. Hello, boys. It's uh, it's David. Yeah, it's David Kent. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking God, forget his name every fucking I forgot what my name was for a minute there, boys. People just call me Kent. I've been doing a lot of fishing. It's been really hot because I live in Australia. (laughs) Let's put out a bushfire. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm in a barbie. It's been amazing, mate. Well, I like Queen because we like we've got the Queen as our monarch as well. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Same one as you. Yeah, and I've got one, one vision for this song, mate. I've got one vision for this song, and that's for it to be outside the top 30. What? It's a number 35, mate. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Ken. What the hell? Go back to Australia now. So, look, this wasn't even that big a hit, and they still recognise that it's like a great, great thing to just start off for now. Yeah. So they always put a big hit at the start of yeah. now. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. The other Queen songs for Queen have yeah. been the first song as well mate. I think maybe one of them was on this too but they they yeah they were good. Well, let's get that spot of opening up well yeah of course yeah they're the diamond in the crown aren't they
Yeah, and then I mean, you just get a Nick Kershaw song after that, which... Um, it's alright, though. I think the song's not right, worse, but his, his, his singing seems to get worse on every song. It's like... It's, it's a bit like his other one, isn't it? Wouldn't it be good? It's a bit like... No, it's more like... Um, human racing because it's sort of got that thing where you can't really quite work out what key he's trying to sing in <laughs> he's got some weird lines it's like he's sort of he's gone a bit ah oh, I'm going to take pop in these new directions that bother writing any hooks anymore like well I'll just sort of go and like I don't know it's something it's weird isn't it it's sort of meandering vocals that I don't know it's like not very hooky it's just no. I think this is a fairly a very strong hooky. side well it would have been sides one and two on the vinyl but you know it's it doesn't really hold its own with, with One Vision and some of the other songs that are on here yeah Probably yeah saying that though there's, there's some good guitar in it there's some good nice distorted guitar and stuff that sounds quite heavy for the 80s like well, it's got a good meatiness there's, there's to it there's quite a bit of that because obviously One Vision is quite guitar-led. And there's... Gary Moore's obviously going to be very guitar-y. There's some guitar in Lavender. There's, yeah. There's a lot of guitar in um, uh, the Brian Adams one. So it's quite... Yeah. For a synth-heavy decade, this is... And obviously, you see by my row of guitars there, I like a bit of guitar, so... Yeah. It's got... <laughs> I like fact, well, I didn't know that about you, Jacob. Wow! It's got that weird atonal guitar solo in it as well, isn't it? Which is quite interesting. I, I like that. I wish all guitar solos were... A-tone, really. Yeah, I don't like it when they're all, like, just follow the melody. Do you not like a Weezer solo? No, because it's just the melody, isn't yeah, it? That's, that's what, uh, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's when you have that. No, no I, just, I like things to be, like, weird. I like all fun. Yeah, like, if you're like, going to play a solo, you might as well do something. Be, be Johnny Greenwood or Graham Coxon when he started to get weird. Well, yeah, like, I mean, at least... I'm going to listen to Pavement now, and now I'm going to do, like, with Coffee and TV. That's got a really yeah. A-tone and solo in it. Yeah, yeah, you know, at least do something a bit mobile yeah. or something don't just play along in that fucking in the pentatonic of that particular <laughs> well, anyway we're getting too technical here this yeah. is about things being shit or good well no the, the, <laughs> the intriguing thing about this Kershaw song is there are lots of good things happening it's just that he doesn't really have the charisma or skill to, to really yeah it's funny it's like he's well actually this is his last top 40 hit in the UK really? and so this is basically this is the beginning of the end for Nick Kershaw and he, but actually since the last one we had of him he's had a few hits so he's been doing alright for himself but this is this is his last hit and yeah he doesn't he's not on another now so yeah we won't be seeing him again unless he pops up on VHS it's always possible me. what was in the video like some scaffolding and some bits of cloth Basically, <laughs> that's about the size of it. Scaffolding and cloth. Are you still watching the videos? Uh, I watch them for some. But okay, it's just depends. It's easier to listen while I'm doing other things. It's yeah. true. I just, just start, I don't want the video element to die because I'm conscious that I don't watch the videos. You know. Yeah. But then if it's just scaffolding and cloth, there's not a lot to say. So no. Yeah, UK number twenty-seven. Yeah, fair play. It's not very good. No, this is the last one. I this can't is... say I'd ever heard of this song until now. Well, in Ireland, they said, Oh, I quite like it when a heart beats. Number 14. Well, wow. uh, In America, they said, Howdy, partner. We don't like this that much. <laughs> <laughs> Number 92. 92. Oh, Kent. Well done, America. Completely agree with you there. 
with my heart beats it says bloody number 92 as well mate <laughs> oh, wow, that's a weird bit <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a weird number to synchronise on Time for Fergal Sharkey. Yeah, he's still oh, got his, is, yeah. yeah, he's still got his like weird voice. Yeah, but this one I think is even but, weirder. Well, it's weird. But he doesn't. I've always thought this was a woman. It. Because it's so high, isn't it? Yeah, it's in such a high register. I've always thought it was a woman. Never, never. Well, this time like, he's got his weird voice, but then there's also bits where he's trying to like gruff it up. I sort of didn't realise what this is like heard the chorus I think because at the yeah. start I was like I don't know this song and the chorus kicked in I was like oh it's that but the verse is quite different because the verse is where he's going oh, <laughs> weird voice I know this much is true <laughs> I've got to take a video of you doing that face because the audio who doesn't do it justice you can go on the Instagram or I love the no no Sharky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wobbly voice. Do, do, do it again. Uh, with it. There you go. I don't really know what I was doing. Um, just, just. <laughs> 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 oh. She's a weird again. little man, isn't he? With his little bowl oh, cut. Really you know, really he's got a good picture. In this one, in this particular one, he's still got his sort of little Dutch boy haircut. <laughs> But he's like, he's dyed like a section at the back, blonde. Like a weird sort of section at the back. Fergal Sharky, he is the guy from the undertones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's sort of his, each song gets further and further away from yeah. the, sound <laughs> of the undertones. Yeah. Oh yeah, his band, his band in the video a bit weird. Two lady drummers, normal guitarist. That's pretty cool. Saucy black cowboy playing bass. Normal guitarist. That's just his that, name, isn't it? What does that mean? That Saucy. means just a bloke. Yeah. Yeah. It's two women. Normal. Just normal. normal <laughs> and his backing singers are all sort of leathery and kind of S&M like. What? Weird. Even more so than the saucy black cowboy. That's crazy. Yeah, because he was dressed like a cowboy. These are dressed good, like... Sort there's of... some good backing vocals in it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's a good song. I'm not sure it, it entirely works, but um, I like it. I don't I know. Like, it's, I think the I think it's contributed, good, and it's, I like the funny singing in the verses. You know. Yeah, I think the backing's <laughs> contributed to me thinking it was a woman. This was written by Maria McKee, who I don't really know who she is particularly, but <laughs> she wrote it about. It was the keyboard player in Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh yeah, his name was like. I don't know what I've written there. Ben Montench. <laughs> Apparently his name's Ben Montench. Is that, um, is that what I've heard? I've heard of Ben Montench. It is Ben Montench then. Yeah. Yeah, I've um, heard that. He's produced by Dave Shuan, the remix. And the next single was a song called You Little Thief, which was written by Ben Montench, supposedly about Maria McKee that wrote A Good Heart. But he denies that. But even though he denied it, Fergal Sharpley still put both those songs next to each other on the album. Wow. Coincidence? Uh, no. Mm. <laughs> this, uh, Maria, is it Maria McKee, you said? Yeah. She had a song in Pulp Fiction, If Love Is A Red Dress Hanging in Rags, which I don't remember. I uh, being can't in Pulp remember Fiction. that. Oh, she was in a cowpunk band. That's great, because there weren't many of them. 
Meat Puppets are a cowpunk band. Oh, are they? Oh. This song is in the film Roadhouse. I've never seen Roadhouse. Isn't that where Patrick, not Patrick Moore, Patrick Patrick Swayze Swayze, plays like a bouncer who's into philosophy? VHS, but never watched it. So, do you want to know the charts? Yeah. Yes, please. Well, it was a UK number one. Really? Yeah. It was preceded by The Power of Love by Jennifer Rush. Ah. Uh, and it was number one for mm, a week in November 85 and it was knocked off the top by I'm Your Man by Wham Wham yeah in Ireland they said oh our boy Fergie doing alright for himself there number one yeah, wow she's terrible today <laughs> it's really bad doesn't sound any different from but don't worry because this one charted in Canada hey hello there boys it is a number five <laughs> lovely Italian Canadian <laughs> mamma mia the good song in New Zealand they said a good heart's hard to find we're also looking for skilled engineers number three <laughs> <laughs> and in Australia David Kensett yeah I've got a good heart a good heart to make this number bloody one, mate. Oh, mate. Cranks, I can't. How did this song do so well? I mean, it's all right, but it's no yeah. one vision, is it? And in America, they said, well, hey, wait a minute there, boy. We don't like that good music over here. <laughs> number 74. We don't believe in hearts. <laughs> well, despite this monumental success, no more like, Fergal like Sharky. I was just realising that there's a loose trilogy here when a heart beats, a good heart, and then there must be an angel playing my heart. Everyone's about hearts. Which is, yeah. This is the best of the trilogy. After, I think, yeah, so we're talking about there must be an angel playing my heart. Yeah. Playroom mix. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's beast, a return to form. It's fucking amazing, isn't it? Oh, it's beast. It's yeah. everything that Sex Crime 1984 was in. I was listening to this. I was whistling it loads at work because mm. it just gets in your head. And <laughs> forgot some people at work being like, oh yeah, I forgot about that song. And there's a lot of people at my work listening yeah. to it and loving it. And everyone was like, oh yeah, that is a good song, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's got it's something amazing. that I normally don't like, which is because uh, I always think when someone sings a, a monosyllabic word over seven syllables, they didn't write the lyrics properly. But I think Annie Lennox, well, when she, she pulls it up. Boom. She's got this thing where her voice is really precise and she's got really good control over it, but it still sounds soulful. Oh, it's, it's so it's, good. She's a fucking star. She's yeah. just amazing. Those fucking backing vocals mm. and uh, all the chorus are amazing yeah. as well, where she's just like singing uh, falsetto bits. It's just, yeah, it's, a proper a proper singer at the height of their powers yeah, which is yeah. absolutely brilliant it's just oh, yeah I even like the cheesy harmonica solos at the end well Martin do you know who played those uh, was it Toot Stillman no oh Stevie Wonder yeah little wow. Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder little Stevie little Stevie Wonder oh. 
Uh, Fair enough. If you're going to get a harmonica player in, it's like it's difficult when you get songs like this because it's just really good. But all yeah. I can say about it is just like, man, this song is so fucking good because <laughs> it's so good to listen to it. There's like a lot of layers of stuff yeah. that you don't notice yeah. the first time yeah. as well. It's got a lot of lot of shit going on. I've been listening to this just quite a lot. I don't know how much how far we are into the career of Euromix. I don't know if Annie Lennox is due to go solo or is already solo. But, yeah, um, it feels like I should probably listen to some more Eurythmics because it seems like they've got some good ones. The whole Fucking sort of video that. is like a kind of renaissance classical painting type jobby. Yeah, I've seen the video for this one. Yeah, it's sort of like a... Is it Pearly King in there or something? And there's like a castrato in there. And it turns out like the posh king, that's Dave, Dave Stewart in, all in makeup and stuff. He looks right poncy. Uh, <laughs> not as fancy as he'll look in the 90s with his infamous tinfoil cheese and pineapple thing but that's that's to come uh, this song was covered by Pavarotti really? yeah eh, Kylie Minogue and Brittany Murphy Brittany Murphy the app the yeah, yeah the she's, she was died. a singer as well was she? Yeah. oh wow yeah she was she was uh, she died young I bet well, I was going to say, I bet none of them can sing it as well. I guess Pavarotti can probably Pavarotti's sing it. Got well, chops. like, in a different style. Yeah, no, he's yeah. got the vocal Yeah, chops, he can sing. But who was, the, who was the one between Pavarotti and Brittany Murphy? Kylie. Kylie. Kylie's not a good singer. I don't think she could pull that one off. No. Nah, there's not enough bum in that song to make it work <laughs> for her. <laughs> oh, nice. I was going to do a, a pull-it-off joke, but it's uh, no need now, is it? <laughs> so, UK number one. Yeah, charted on 21st of July, 85. Oh, hells yeah, I think this is probably, oh, I guess, you know, I say that Queen song, but this is probably the best song yeah. on now so far. It is so good, isn't it? It's really good. Uh, it knocked Frankie off number one. Oh, well, fair play. Yeah, my sister Sledge, and it was knocked off one, number one by Into the Groove by Madonna. That's, well, that's one, one of my favourite early Madonna songs. Cool, that sounds like a good couple of weeks in the charts, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, Fuck yeah. Fucking hell. Good time mm-hmm. to be lady singer and a liker of them. <laughs> <laughs> In Ireland, they said, I like these Eurythmics. That's got an angel in it, number one. Yeah. <laughs> Good lads. And, and, and women. <laughs> and, and non-binary people. And non-binary. Yes. <laughs> and aliens that play chess. Yeah. And beings that are just energy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, New Zealand, they said, yeah, lovely job, number five, mate. No arguments there. No arguments, mate. Yeah. In Canada, they said... Hey, I don't think it's quite as good, mate. Number 23. Number 23. In America, they said, hey, how did their angels on your body? Number 22. Angels on your body. And in Australia, Kent said, yeah, there must have been an angel playing with my heart when I was compiling this list because I've put it as high as number three. Fucking yeah, hell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, good work. Yeah, nice. good bloody work. Brilliant song, Eurythmics. That's the last we'll be seeing you. Really? Yeah, they're gone. Oh, they're gone. gone. So I guess we'll get some Annie on our own. Yeah. yeah, I guess just Dave and Annie couldn't work together anymore. Oh, well, shame. What goes
goes up must come down after yeah. the as above so below there must be a, a low after high and I did make a little <laughs> reference before to uh, someone just basically being a rip off and uh, so the band is Simple Minds with Alive and Kicking and I just I don't like you 2 I don't see the, trying so hard to just be you 2 I don't know why you 2 didn't turn around and just go oi stop being us <laughs> I don't I wonder if anyone's favourite band is Simple Minds because Oh, oh Jim Carr. I reckon so, yeah. They're so fucking Jim dark. Carr. They're like, they're like, what? I thought you said Jim Carr. Jim Carr, the singer of Simple Minds. Well, yeah, that's what I thought it meant anyway. Oh, I thought you very, thought I was laughing Carr, because you were saying... Jimmy Carr. No, no, <laughs> I, I, no, I, was just, no I laughed for the right reason. It's just... Got the name wrong. They're just so <laughs> boring. I mean, I didn't mind... Don't You Forget About Me had some kind yeah. of interesting hook. It must it's be just not memorable. And they're just... You've, you've already got you 2 doing that at the same time. What's the point in yeah, Simple Minds? This is dull as fuck, isn't it? It's, it's such a drop-off <laughs> as well. And I mean, it's better than the other Simple Minds ones we've heard. Uh, don't you forget about me. I guess maybe that's a bit better, but just because... It's, it you know, you could get the mistaken for each other. Like nostalgia yeah. for being in uh, the Breakfast Club or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, that's why people remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. The thing yeah. about this, it's a song that's got the line, because you say you'll follow through. It's not even funny, because... It's so boring. Well, it's not as funny as that last one. Which, was it Jackie Graham? Where she said the best thing that you can do is come and follow through. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. even better. It's adding a whole other um, element, isn't it? Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is where all the questions came from earlier. When, what you do when it all cracks up. It's just... It's so oh, boring. No, I don't have anything else to say other than it's just like listening to beige. Yeah. yeah. Beige gained sentience and became a, a living being that did music. It'd be simple minds. It makes yeah. you too sound interesting. I sort of feel it's like, like, like it's like you too, but the edge is turned off as his, his effects pedals. So you haven't <laughs> even got that. Yeah. I don't want to waste any more words on this. Uh, the video is of them playing on a cliff in the Catskill Mountains in if New York State. Off. Yeah, that's what I was kind of hoping would happen. <laughs> a big gust of wind would just get. Drummer's got a really awesome constipated face when he's drumming. Looks like he's in a lot of pain. Might have actually been constipated. <laughs> the backing singing is Robert, Robin Clark. That was significant when I wrote it down, but I can't remember <laughs> why. I don't know who that is. Yeah, who is Robin Clark? It's probably on something else that we've already heard, and that's why I thought it was worth writing down. I hope he's just like, oh. Oh, no, I think it's a woman. Land. I think it's a woman. Uh, is she in... Oh, she was. Uh, she worked in a department store in the Bronx with Luther Vandross. I don't think that's why I wrote it down. Oh, but I like that. With Luther Vandross. I think she's, she sings on that entire singing the, well, on that Simple Minds album. On that album, yeah. But one thing you don't know about Robin Clark is when she was born. Her age ranges between 67 and 69, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, you don't ask a woman her age, do you? Yeah, yeah. You just have to guess on You just ask them for a three-year sort of range. <laughs> Can you tell... I won't tell you how old I am, but I'm, I'm sort of 31 to 34. That's a three-year range. It's the middle one, then, isn't it? <laughs> it's the middle one. So, yeah, terrible song. Good enough for UK number seven. Oh, yeah. like, what are we up to in the UK, eh? I know. Well, wait. You, you wait. Yeah, in Ireland, we'll they said, oh, and kicking over here there boy I have your point of Guinness for you oh blimey it's number two fucking hell Ireland they put anything in the chat and in Canada they said they what's it all about get in the cur hey <laughs> <laughs> eh? eh? it's number three number three what, why does everyone like this I know so in New Zealand they said yeah bloody good mate number five wow 
I guess this was the time like U2 were really big as well so I guess they liked they could, they could, they, they love U2 rock. so much that they couldn't get enough U2 so they were like well, yeah. this band's like a not so good U2 but oh, it could fill the gap between the unforgettable fire and the Joshua Tree and <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm not going to go last today, boys. I'm going to go second to last. Uh, it's only good enough for a number 21, obviously. I'm not a fucking idiot. I think you're a bit of an idiot for a 21, to be honest, Ken. Yeah. yeah, well, you bloody wait. Howdy, partner! It's America! <laughs> oh, no. We love this bloody thing! Number three! <laughs> fucking hell! Oh, America. Oh. Seems like uh, the Iran-Contra scandal wasn't the worst thing that America did <laughs> I really like that song. Yeah, I Brian like it. And Tina Turner with It's Only Love. I didn't even realise it was Tina Turner the first time round. Yeah. Her voice kind of works in that a lot more than other things, but it's got a good guitar riff. Such a good guitar riff that like they just stop, cancel everything else in the song <laughs> after every chorus so they can just play that riff. <laughs> That's good. I, I like how like really everything like drops out for about half a second and then the song starts yeah. again. It's good. Uh, it it's is good. good. I liked it. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's I, pretty, pretty rocky. Left me a bit cold and then I watched the video which was sort of a live version where she brings him on. That was a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it's it good fun. I mean, Stu... Oh, yeah, doing the car, and I was listening to this, and he was all like, oh, Brian Adams, oh, and then he yeah. liked it, he listened to it, he's like, oh, that's pretty good, actually, isn't it? I was yeah. like, yeah. So it's the first ever video to use Skycam! I don't even know what it is. Skycam! <laughs> a camera that's in the sky, I guess. Yeah. Got any more little tidbits about it? You liked it, so, you know, Any more boys. tidbits about it? I mean, I just thought it was good. It's rocking, you know? I didn't realise Brian Adams played rocky songs. Yeah. He, did, he did early on. Uh, yeah, he was quite young, wasn't he, when he did this? And like I say, I think Tina Turner's voice goes quite well on a rock track. Yeah, I just thought it was just a grist, a, a, like just so quite singer. gruff in yeah. anyway. So I think in a, in a rock, you know, when she's trying to sing sort of yeah. ballads and love songs, it's just grating. But I know, that's it. She should have done more of this sort of guitar. Thing. Yeah, definitely. I think maybe I'd give it a bit more leeway because I don't like Brian Adams. Or Tina Turner, and I expected yeah. to hate it, and I, yeah. Listened, I was like, "Yeah, this is pretty good, actually." <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, it's got Mickey Curry on drums, who was uh, invented Curry. Yeah. Now he worked with Hall and Oates, Cher, Tina Turner, Alice Cooper, Bowie, Elvis Costello, Tom Waits, Survivor, The Cult, Steve Jones, and other musicians. So he's quite a lot. Other musicians, I like them. Uh, I, I, thought, thought, I don't like them. That's his UK number twenty-nine. Really? Only 29? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They weren't ready for the rock of Adams yeah. and Turner. In New Zealand, they said, we've got our own rocks, thank you. <laughs> it's covered in them. Uh, number 37. What? Yeah, yeah. In Ireland, they said, oh, it's only love, but it's only top 20, number 18. Still. Yeah. Higher than anywhere else, as per usual with Ireland. Yeah. In Canada, they said, hey, it's not too bad. I gave it to number 14. It's Brian Adams. Yeah, he is. He's he's a Canadian. He likes the spaghetti and meatballs. (laughs) (laughs) And in America, they said, ah, we gotta always be bigger. You say 14, I say 15. (laughs) (laughs) Ken's like, yeah, it's only love, mate. 
<laughs> More like it's only 57, mate. Uh, 57 varieties. <laughs> no, I was, my research had a point because I noticed it was Valance. So, so the co-writer of that song was Jim Valance. Oh, he invented the Valance. <laughs> <laughs> but he also... Did he invent Holly Valance? Yes, he did. Did he? Is it his dad? Is that her dad? Who, no, I don't think so. Oh, right. He, was, spunk. <laughs> he wrote songs for, oh. for Aerosmith, Cardi Simon, Rod Stewart, Roger Daltrey, Alice Cooper, Ozzy Osbourne, Kiss, Scorpions, Joe Cocker. That's, he co-wrote Summer of 69, did a lot of writing with uh, Brian Adams. Good lad. Is he on this song? He co-wrote it. Right, right okay. So the next song is Gary Moore. It really is an album of like sort of songs that are good and then songs that are not so good and then songs that's good and then yeah, was, this song it was all right, but his his vocals aren't that good. It was better when he had Out in the Fields was on five, wasn't it? Yeah, and that was really good because yeah. it had Phil Linnett on it doing the singing. And, and this one he hasn't got that, and it's it and yeah, it's a bit yeah. rockier, so you can get away yeah. with. Worse singing, whereas when you're trying to do a bit, sort of it's slower, yeah, more tender. That sort of yeah. Uh, it's just like a re-recording, isn't it? I think he released it a year before or something, and then he redid it. Yeah, not worth redoing. Sort of, it sounded like trying to be Marillion, but not as good as Marillion. Mm. It sounded that to me. It just sounded like a less, you know, just a bit of rubbish, gruff, Chris Rea-esque middle of the road rock for all the simple yeah. like guitars I was just like oh this is a bit like Meridian but it's not as good and then I looked ahead and I was like oh Meridian's next yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank god we'll get to that <laughs> it's the video set in the blitz quite bleak really plus a black and white jobby come on he likes that bit of that doesn't he in, yeah. out in the fields that was all in the, yeah. all the troubles that was about the troubles wasn't it yeah, yeah. cheer up mate yeah. fucking hell Gary Moore. you're a rock star aren't you it's Gary Moore was forged in war wasn't he yeah. it's like he'd be loving Game of Thrones if he was still alive <laughs> he'd be watching that writing a little riff yeah. about you know the people fighting each other whatever the Targaryens and the and the he's sporting a lovely yeah, Game of Thrones sleeveless leather jacket in this one as well sleeveless leather yeah. jacket oh, oh. it's great isn't it <laughs> he's got a panned mullet um He's just got his big rock hair, yeah. I don't yeah. know what he looked like. I'm just imagining Lovejoy for some reason. He looks like... You're not too far off. From the video for Out in the Fields, he looks a bit, yeah. He doesn't, yeah. He doesn't look too much like a rock star, like Phil Lynn, it does. Uh, so, yeah, just in the UK number 23, yeah. this one. Yeah. In Ireland, they said, oh, yeah, I love old Tin Lizzy. You know, are they from Ireland? Northern Tin Lizzy, right, yeah. 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 Gary Moore's from Northern Ireland, isn't he? Oh. Because well. didn't they go to school together or something, filled in it and... Ah. Uh, well, he said, oh, give it a number 12 there. In number 48 <laughs> in New Zealand. And uh, David Kent, uh, all right, boys, uh, yeah, empty rooms, is it? Yeah, there were a few empty rooms in uh, record shops when this was uh, out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, only a number 100, mate. Number 100? Yeah, barely even worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah. I listened to this Gary Moore and I thought, I'd like a little Gary less. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Green, green, 
Meridian again with Lavender yeah. another song from Misplaced Childhood yeah if you want to know more about Misplaced Childhood we discussed that in the last episode I'm not going to go through it again but no uh, it's another it's a fucking great album so listen to it well this song is Meridian it is <laughs> oh, oh, oh I like that so do you like this more than uh, Kaylee Ooh. yeah even though there's not that much to it really one verse then a load of choruses forever yeah yeah, yeah I, nice, I, I actually listen because really we, short song, we've got we? the album version which is uh, quite short and segues yeah. I actually dug up the single version today and it's got it's got like a clean ending so yeah, it's like the video, I don't video. know if they did that at the same time or they went back and went shit if that's a single we'd better record an ending well yeah that's but they did it they, they made it exactly the right length like the single version is sort of perfect pop song length it just mm. perfectly works it doesn't outstay its welcome I really like it but it doesn't sound like an obvious candidate for I mean Kaylee does sound like uh, yeah I can see people buying that and chart and stuff but Landis doesn't really sound like a conventional pop song to me it's one, one thing I did notice about it that I really appreciated listening to it in the car is I really like the fact that because it's the 80s, even though it's ballady, the drums are just really loud all the way through. There's yeah. no like dynamics in the drums, so they're just really being hammered, which is, which is really good. And unusually for the 80s, it features an actual piano, not a keyboard. Ah, yeah. 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 Video's not particularly amazing. Yeah, just just on a stand and they're singing, isn't he? Some tiny it? little castles that I think are supposed to look big and in the distance, but they don't. <laughs> they look like tiny little castles. It's funny red jacket on yeah he's the only one that's dressed up the other oh, ones yeah. are right fuck the other ones it's that picture you found of Gary Moore there he dresses like yeah, he, fucking he is a fish from Meridian he wears that same oh, the other people in the band they're just fucking knackers aren't they oh, the, yeah. drum, the drummer had a suit jacket and a fucking Puma t-shirt underneath that's probably why Fish left. Probably like, mate, you guys need to start start dressing up a bit. yeah they did one more album together after this and then they then they parted ways never to reform wow. that date yeah, I like it. I mean, yeah. I always now imagine the scene from Nighty Night, which is not mm. a bad thing, because that's really good. That's a well-used bit of music yeah. in a thing. It's obviously based on a children's song, you know that. I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but I, I checked, and yeah, he did write this album after uh, an acid trip. conceived <laughs> uh, it while taking acid, which I like, because yeah, acid isn't yeah, really yeah. an 80s drug, is it? You know, right. I think if you do a coke binge and come up with something, but he's like... Acid, that's like, what, that's the 60s, isn't it? Yeah, acid? So he took a load of acid and started getting all philosophical about his old relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, wasn't it nice being a kid, like, <laughs> being a child and being in love? Yeah. This sort of song is about innocence, whereas obviously Kaylee yeah. is the opposite of that because it's like it's, bitter experience. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, UK number five, and that is it. That is it, no Weird, one else. No one else. They don't have lavender in other countries, so they were nah. mystified. I guess Kaylee probably didn't do that well. It's a British no. band, isn't it? Yeah. Well, deserves better. On that key tag, you will never know anything about my home. I never know how good it feels to hold you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John. Yeah. Um, as his full title. <laughs> With Nikita, it's another Cold War song. They're loving the Cold War. Cold. It's not a good Elton John song, but God. it's still 
better than a lot of other songs that aren't written by Elton John. But this sort of, I think, put him back on the map, didn't it? Yeah, this it hadn't had a big massive hit, hit until this one. Yeah, this was quite a big hit. As yeah. You know, it's one of those ones that always Everyone pops up remembers on like, his greatest it. hits, and yeah. like, but it's not really it's, good. Uh, yeah. On the ones that skip, if I was listening to it. Also has it also has a diminished chord in the intro. And Does I have, it? I'm not a fan of diminished chords in, in pop music. Uh, you know, jazz fine, but yeah. classical, not in pop music. That's one of the reasons I don't really like the song Footloose, because there's this is that run of diminished chords before the chorus. <laughs> I just think it sounds unnecessary, you know. I'll tell you what, though. If I, I was the person who wrote if to, When Tomorrow Never Comes, I'd be fucking suing the shit out of him for this one. This is fucking tomorrow, if, When Tomorrow Never Comes. It's that If Tomorrow Never... That was a really yeah. Keaton, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get out, mate. It's, yeah, it was Keaton, yeah. yeah. He wrote it, yeah. Michael Keaton, his brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rowan Keaton and Michael Keaton. Yeah. So, he's um, he's a posh spy in, like, a Rolls Royce. Uh, yeah. you, you're, not, you're giving yourself away there straight. You're blowing your cover. But don't worry about that. It's Elton John, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's, he's, that's, he's famous. So, no, it's, it's that thing, like, Bruce Lee being in the, in the triangle that they point out in the office yeah it's like you wouldn't go you'd just be like oh it's Elton John <laughs> she's uh, she's a lovely lovely lady the lady he's trying to woo Nikita um, Nikita yeah. or is it a lady because well, he Nikita. chose the name Nikita because yeah. it could be a boy's name yeah. and is it a boy's and name Elton John yeah, apparently it's a Russian boy's name okay. apparently Elton John's gay so nah no he's just married a woman he got married in this yeah in the video, that wasn't real. No, in real life, he married a woman in like 1984. Did he? Did yeah, he? yeah. Oh, well, he did, he did own a football club at the time, right. so. Uh, well, it's it's difficult. No to smoke without fire. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carter's outfits are hilarious. They're just so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, aren't but they? The same always he was always like that. Yeah. yeah, he was always known for his outlandish costumes. I've got a lot of time for Alan John. Even though I don't like songs, like he's another person who did. Like a lot of really good songs, so I sort of forgive the worst songs. Yeah, and I like his sort of cattiness. Like even like yeah. I like the fact that he he took on Lily Allen and like yeah made her look like a fool. And even good. even his bad songs yeah. aren't like really terrible. Like this one's not terrible. It's like listenable. And you know that other one he did the deny the passenger. He won't give no. Like that was great. But it was alright. Yeah, I tell you what though, if if you're listening, which. Presumably you are. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't bother listening to Nikita. Look for the clip. I think it's from like an audience of Elton John where, yeah, something that says like, so you can like just make music to anything because he obviously doesn't write the lyrics. Yeah. And they give him a microwave instruction book and uh, he just like comes up with this amazing song where the words are how to use a microwave. It's really good. It's better than Nikita. It's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might give that a watch. That's good, yeah. Uh, this song, yeah, I won't. I'll come back to the video. This uh, song's got backing vocals from George Michael and, and Nick Kershaw. Yeah. Now, why would you get him on backing vocals? George Michael, yeah. I understand, great singer, but... Um, Maybe he needed some weird atonal shit. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick does it. I think, Nick was, I think Nick was just hanging around and they felt sorry for him. He was like, please let me sing on it. <laughs> All right, yeah, and then just... Because I can't hear him in there, so I think they just like... 
they just recorded him and George and then they just turned yeah. him right down. No, but he was at the height of his fame at this point. Elton John was probably calling him up, oh, Nick, you've got to give me a bit of the rub. I'm yeah. doing shit. Yeah. I've got no, this thing about this, this about Russian that. bloke. I think of my... <laughs> Can you do some vocals on it, please? No. I did this really awesome one. Banana Passenger! And no one liked banana it. Banana Passenger. Banana Passenger! <laughs> it wasn't Banana Passenger, was it? No. Denied. Banana yeah. Passenger. Yeah, we'll Banana Passenger that's my new band <laughs> Banana Passenger <laughs> yeah so I was thinking oh it's a lovely frosty Russian lady that he's trying to but it's an East German border guard apparently the uh, lady in the video and yeah I remember, I've, I've seen the video for this yeah I like the bit where he's imagining them together at the Watford match but for some reason he's got enormous giant shoes and like legs What's that all about? Fashion, yeah. It's it's a, yeah, it's just part of his fashion. Well, just it? His... What big legs in this one? I'm bang you into next week! Sounds like fucking silly. Ow! Loudy boys. Loudy, loudy boys. That's why it's hard to compress this podcast. It's not excitable and loud. Excited, yeah. So this lady, she's actually quite. In, there's some quite interesting shit about this lady. Her name's Anya Major. John Major's uh, daughter. She was actually English. Yeah, it's just John Major's yeah. daughter. Yeah, yeah, and um, Norma Major's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> she was in a famous Apple advert directed by Ridley Scott. Was that the 1984 one? Yeah. Yeah, that's really... What type of apples? It's the one one where she sort of swings a hammer and smashes a thing. It's based on... Yeah, it's really intense. Um, And basically, the the reason why she got that gig is because she could swing the hammer. She was a hammer thrower and she could swing the hammer properly. And none of the other Uh, lady models that they auditioned could do it. Yeah. And that's why she got the job. But this is going to amaze you. She wrote... An answer song for this, really, as the character Nikita. Nice, I like it. Uh, it was a novelty song called Moscow Nights, and it was wow. all like hoisky poisky. I listened to it. Oh wow! Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Great. When you've got your little bit of fame, keep milking it. Keep yeah. milking it. I didn't think you get like answer songs until Eamon and Frankie. Somehow everyone well, likes this sure. song, and it got him back on the map, didn't it? it got his career back on track. It uh, was uh, number three in the UK, yeah. went silver. Oh, I've also got a little chart in the back of my book now, so I know what that means, went silver. It means that in the UK, it means that it's a single and it went silver. That means it sold over 200,000 copies. Yeah. Uh, sold 200,001. Yeah. Do I do that? I don't know, it doesn't work. Another passenger. Another passenger. 2001. <laughs> uh, 200,000 scandals it. No. Scandals it. That's why you need to burn it, innit? Because you don't know how to make it scan. Talking about banana passengers in the year 2001. Yeah, I'll sort out for it, mate. Banana passenger 2001. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Cheers. <laughs> oh, in Ireland, they said, Oh, I love that little Nikita. Oh, look at her eyes. They're all blue and that. 
Number one. Oh, fucking hell. They lie. Yeah. How do- I don't understand how everything can get to number one in Ireland. <laughs> they have a new number one every day. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty small in Ireland. If you go platinum, you've sold 15,000 <laughs> singles. <laughs> 15, 15 singles. Sold platinum. <laughs> oh, you've gone platinum, mate. You've gone Guinness. It's okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, this is number one. It went Guinness. It went to number one. Uh, in Canada. And they said, hey, that's a lovely song, yeah. We like the Nikita. He's number two. And New Zealand, they said, yeah, we uh, we don't have our own Russians. Yeah. Don't have a lot of them. So, number one, liked it. <laughs> Something I've never seen before, wow. mate. Uh, America said, howdy, partner. They may be our enemies right now, but I sure do like that lackluster song you wrote about them. Number seven. <laughs> Ken says, uh, yeah, bloody right, mate. I fucking made me go mad as well. I think it's good for some reason. Number three. Why does everyone love this song? I don't know. I, think, I guess like people like Elton John will sell stuff based on their name as well because they're already massive stars. Like yeah. Bowie seems to sell shit songs in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, but he was struggling until he wrote this. And everyone went, Elton, you've done it again. You're a genius. Yeah, it's, it's, it's no, it's no type of dancer, is it? Or Rocket Man. No, Rocket Boy, I'm still standing. You know, um, uh, Saturday Night's all right. Saturday yeah, Fire, yeah. all of them, they're all good. Yeah. Your song, your song was the first song on his first album. That's pretty good, isn't it? But yeah. are we ready to talk about Martin's other favourite lady? <laughs> Now, Kate Bush. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bit of the Bush. Uh, when I, I got so excited when this came on, because obviously I know the song very really well, but I'd forgotten it was on here, and as soon as I heard that, like, synth fading, and it's like, it's fucking running up that hill. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, Lovely. Yeah, great song. I just, yeah. This is the problem. It's like, if I like it, we'll cut right anything down, can you? No, you yeah. well, I already know this song. I already know I like Did it. Did you know, it's though, good. that it's, uh, it's the main theme tune for the 1986 BBC One gritty children's drama serial Running Scared? Uh, Did anyone ever say that? I don't know. It was uh, BBC One in no. 1986. Set in Forest Gate, no, London. It deals with a teenage girl. In 1986, I was being born. Yeah. Whose life is put at risk when she uncovers evidence that could put a local criminal gang leader. Uh, behind bars I mean just sounds dark as fuck yeah it? I want to know if anyone's seen it or it's on DVD but um, <coughs> it's just great running up that hill obviously I think Kate Bush's voice is awesome but I can sort of understand people who struggled a bit when she was like really really high pitched but at this point her voice has come down to a nice sort of mm. sultry normal kind of register <laughs> and um, yeah. she looks good with a bow and arrow I don't want to like objectify her she's hot but I love her music as well you know yeah. and did look lovely in the 80s this yeah. album Hounds of Love was Incredible. the first one I don't think it was the first one she self-produced but she built her own studio and like basically made the album with her friends on that and uh, did everything her way which really worked it's a really good album um, yeah Originally, it was called A Deal With God, but um, EMI were hesitant to release that song under that title. Yeah, that's right. Which is weird, because I thought, like, I mean, 
the Beach Boys were a bit like, oh, should we do God Only Knows? And that was in the 60s. Yeah. This is 20 years later. Yeah. I well, thought she, everyone were atheists by then. She, she was, yeah, I think it was like she was annoyed about it, but they were like, this could be the difference between it not getting released at all in what? places like America. Italy, France and Australia, apparently, and Ireland uh, didn't play it, so it wouldn't right. put on the Irma or any of those things, mm. or Kent, because of that. Yeah, the that's an easy number one. Everyone gets the number one on the armor. <laughs> well, but yeah, it's good. The, the video's got um, yeah. some dancing in it. She yeah. says that, you know, dance had just become a bit arbitrary and, and, that's right. and that. So she, like, did a proper choreographed modern mm. dance thing. And it's good as well. It is really good. It's too. good. It mm. tells a proper story. It's like a fighty dance, isn't it? Yeah. It's not shit like that pink video where they do a fighty dance. No, um, but did you notice... You know, I'm not much of a connoisseur of dance, um, but I did have to sit for a lot of dance recitals when my sister when my sister was a teenager. <laughs> so I do know a bit about dance. You know, you've got to pop yeah, yeah. and you've got to like proper do. She's better than the dancer in the she's in really, the, in she the, really in good. The oh, she's, yeah, she, like he should be the pro. He should be flinging and doing like it all. Yeah, she's just performing arts. Yeah, the thing about she's rich was that. She was signed at really, I can't remember the exact age, like 14 or 15. Like, Wuthering Heights didn't come out for a few years. Basically, the record company signed her because they knew they had a good thing, but, and they wanted to snap her up then rather yeah. than wait like four years till she was really good, someone else had it. But during that time, she did loads of, um, dance, like, she studied really intensely nah. dance and acting. Did she go to like Rada or somewhere like that? I don't know. But yeah, didn't she study all of like performance and stuff and then did one tour and said, oh, I don't like touring and never really oh, touring. Yeah. She did a couple of tours, but yeah, she didn't do any live shows for absolute years. But um, she did perform this song live. I think it was at the Secret Policeman's Ball or something for Amnesty. But she didn't do like gigs, full on gigs. Mm. I mean, if you take someone like Madonna, obviously Madonna yeah. is like an independent woman and stuff, but it, like creatively, there was a lot of other people in there. And Kate Bush seems to be very much like completely one vision. had the one vision yeah she knew like well yeah I mean she's she's an artist where yeah, Madonna's yeah, yeah, yeah. more like a marketing machine yeah, yeah and there's no like great musical talent when it comes to Madonna she's not a great songwriter because she doesn't I don't no, think no. she writes her own songs does she she's Something by no means a, a good singer like all of all, it's like her songs are an exercise in how you write songs for people who can't sing yeah, yeah. but Kate Bush has got, got everything really but, and yeah. she was um the other thing about Kate Bush is that Wuthering Heights was the first number one single by a female singer who wrote the song herself. Yeah. Ah, in like 70s, it? it's like it took that long to, for 78 yeah. for that to happen. So like right from day one, she was like really good. Yeah, I can't get enough of this song. I love a bit of Bush. I love yeah. it. It's a great song. It's got a bit of a cheesy synth sound at the start and I don't care because it just... Yeah, I like it. That's how you know that it's starting, though, don't you? Wow, wow, wow. All that stuff. So, UK number three. Really? Yeah. It's not bad yeah. for, for an artist. In Ireland, this car, we're always running up them hills. There's loads of, um, all right, boy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's loads of hills up there. And oh, tell you what, it's number four. Number four. She, she had still. She mm. was using a lot of uh, Irish musicians around this time. Yeah. Like, Jig of Life is on that album and yeah she seems I don't think she's Irish but she seems to like have, have a bit of a an affinity with Irish music at times yeah, yeah. and New Zealand they said uh, yeah we've got our own bushes mate number 26 
And Merrick said, howdy, partner. I heard that stuff about you. We're going to call it something about God number 30. <laughs> <laughs> and in Australia, can't sit there. Yeah, yeah call it, can't, can't really argue. Kate, she's a class act, number six. Oh, nice one, Kate. Yeah. She is a class act. I'm <laughs> glad you recognise that. Just doing the job, mate. Just writing the list. You're doing a good job as well. Mate. <laughs> Just got to get the report out every week. Yeah, so we've got level 42 up next. Something about you by level 42. I tell you what, these boys can really write an intro, can't they? But then sort of... Well, it's I don't remember how this song Slap, slap bass intro on it. Yeah. Yeah, classic. It's weird. Yeah. I haven't watched slap bass for a little bit. You know, yeah, because Kachagugu got that. A couple of hours ago, everyone laughed. Yeah, 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 fucking Kachagugu yeah. and Duran Duran, like, fucking Lamar, they're all, all throwing their slap bass. Yeah, I sort of thought, oh, yeah, no, this song sort of kicks in. You're like, yeah, all right, yeah. And then uh, by the end, I was just, I sort of drifted off. Yeah. That's about all I remember. It's all really. good. So, you know, slap and that. So sort of video-wise... Yeah, I want to talk about the video, yeah, because yeah. I haven't watched it, but Wikipedia says that Mark King appears as a dark clown magician. So I think that's... He's sort of wearing a suit and laughing at them, if that's okay. being a dark clown magician. Well, a dark clown magician is such a... <laughs> you had a bit of makeup on. ...concept, you know. It's like a dark clown magician. I'm imagining some, like a, basically a cross between... <laughs> Gacy and Paul Daniels. <laughs> 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 uh, so the story I took away from the video was level forty-two are dickheads to their girlfriends, and that's about. And and Mark King laughs. At finds them. it funny. Yeah, yeah, finds it funny. So you know, a bit misogynist, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. That's At least they respect them enough to treat them like shit. They're not patronising them by opening doors and stuff for them, are they? You can't expect dark clown magicians. That's how they roll. It's like insane clown posse, you know? It's like the juggalos. They aren't going to be standing up for feminism. No, I don't know. They might be. Are they Christian? What? Juggalos? Yeah, they come out and admit that they're Christian or something. Admit? Come out? Fucking hell! What's happening these days? (laughs) Uh, UK number six. America, howdy, partner number seven. Number seven? Yeah. New Zealand, they said, yeah, we've got our own levels, mate. We've got more than 42 of them as well. But still quite a good number 10. (laughs) (laughs) In Canada, they say there's something about you, mate. Number 15. Right? Ken. 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 No, it didn't Ken. It didn't Ken. No. It didn't quite look Ken. Now can we talk about Tina Turner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you must. Again. Again. Uh, second appearance, because you did a little stealthy one, Brian Adams. This song makes me laugh because... Uh, well, I was going to get your opinion on this. So, like, when you have, like, a, a song that's a movie tie-in... Yeah. Should it just be everything I do thing I love is all around and just be sort of vaguely about the theme because what this one does is actually like detail bits of the plot and stuff that happens in the film in the lyrics do you think that's a good move? Uh, 
depends on the film well I never realised this song was even for the Mad Max and you know I've never really listened to it properly and then when I was listening to the lyrics I was like oh my god they are just singing about the film (laughs) yeah it's really literal (laughs) yeah I was like oh wow that's weird Um, so yeah I just thought it was a a Tina Turner song and didn't pay much attention to it but Listening to the lyrics, I was like, "Oh, it's about it's just about the film." I think yeah. if you're going to write a song for a film, you should talk about the film in it. It's weird not to, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Very specific. Well, what's a what's a song that's been written for a film that isn't that anything about the film? Like Phil Collins. Hang on, no, let me finish my sentence. <laughs> it isn't about the film, but is good. Everything I do, I do it for you. Uh, I can't like that. It was so ubiquitous when it came. It was so annoying having to listen to that every week. I will always love you. (laughs) It doesn't go, and I will always love bodyguards, does it? No, my heart will go on. If I should stay, I will only be in your way. It's their job to get in the way (laughs) of the door, isn't it? So it is about the (laughs) film. I'll tell you what, song songs I do like that specifically relate plot points any Will Smith movie tie-in song, you know, that's what he does. Yeah. Takes yeah. somebody else's song, doesn't sample it, just takes the entire song and then, you know, yeah. what you I think you, what, you see, I did not see. Willie Houston looked fucking sexy wearing that metal thing that she's wearing in that video. Willie Houston was pretty, you know, she she was a, an attractive yeah. lady. So in the 80s, cool. Bloody hell. Yeah. Cool, dear. And she actually made some great songs Tina in the 80s. She looks all right in this one. She's got like a sort of post-apocalyptic garb on and it's very, she, like, you can see. You see it. It's pretty, pretty really see-through. See see everything. <laughs> it's really see-through. It's very low cut and she's got like proper makeup and they've done her hair different and stuff and you go like, you are an attractive woman. Why do you keep doing this to yourself? Why do you always dress like someone's mad arm who hasn't had their fucking lithium? <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen the film Man Max Beyond Thunderdome, but I, I don't think I really need to because Tina Turner's told me all about it. Well, it's the worst of the. It is the one with the children, isn't it? Is it? Ah, no. now you say That's children. why he's talking about getting the kids to see. Oh, I do love yeah. That's how they want to live beyond the Thunderdome. Yeah, the, the kids, kids have their own language. Well, it's funny you should say right, that film because right? the kids' choir in the song. that's the King's House School in Richmond London London. and one of the people (laughs) (laughs) this is why I don't even like rugby this is why I don't look at the songs on Wikipedia because yeah I read that as well (laughs) I'm here to be like wow that's interesting that's a heck on carry on you do it you'll support you I don't know any rugby the, players. Is it jo- John Alomo? <laughs> no, it was uh, former England rugby league captain. No, keep going. I, that's all of the rugby players. Oh, come players on, it's got a funny name. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was Lawrence Delalio. Yeah, fucking no idea who that is. Lawrence Delalio! Yeah, no, right, mate! I know, John. It was a prop! He was a prop. I know John Alamo <laughs> and Will Carling. I don't even have the same person's name right. I don't even know who was a prop. I don't know enough football. about rugby to know Billy Jones, he was a football player, wasn't he? Football. He's a hard man of football. It's been emotional. <laughs> been emotional. <laughs> Juggernaut, bitch. Anyway, I do like that little kids choir thing coming. I think it's really funny. I mean, it's supposed to sound really sincere, but... Yeah. Just, just sounds that's funny the, to me. Well, the, Lawrence Delalio crashed every fucking take of that, I that's, tell you. That's because the third <laughs> Mad Max film is the one with, with all the kids in. So I guess they're supposed to be the kids yeah. in the kids from the film. Yeah. 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 And Tina Turner's in it as well. 
And Mel Gibson, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mel, pre, Gibson. Mel Gibson pre-crazy <laughs> anti-Semitic meltdown years, you know, when he was yeah. at the height of his lethal When he was powers. just like yeah. silently crazy and anti-Semitic. But yeah, uh, it's pretty, you know, it's not a particularly great song. It's not like really bad, but it's still, at least it's, it's right. got a, a hook in there, oh, yeah. you know, which I don't think Simple Minds has. That's why it was a big... Stephen Parler crap this song it's not as bad as what was the cover she did Let's Stay Together oh yeah that was bad oh yeah that's so bad it made Harry throw his pen on the floor how did it do in the charts Harry oh well you're not gonna like this in Canada they said they love it in number one it is a gold record which means in Canada what do you need to get gold uh, in Canada, you need 5,000 copies to get a gold. Exactly. Yeah, that's rubbish, isn't it? Uh, they just send bears out to buy them. <laughs> in Ireland, they said, oh, we don't need another hero. We got our own one. Feral Yes, that's right. I was struggling there. <laughs> uh, number two. Oh, I was terrible today. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know how good it is most weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's really funny, actually, because what the listeners don't know is that me and Martin are terrible at accents. Oh, well. yeah. It's really funny to let Harry take all the heat before it. You know. In New Zealand, they said we've got our own Thunderdomes, mate. Number two. Oh, yeah, I quite liked it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the UK, we said number three. It went silver. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Which two two hundred thousand in it? In America, they said, "Howdy, partner. We love Tina Turner, and we love songs with things in brackets." Number two. <laughs> <laughs> in Australia, Kent was like, "I oh, bloody loved. I absolutely bloody love this film." And then she had to go and bloody make it better by releasing this awesome song. I fucking gone mental. Number one, mate. What? <laughs> yeah, but you, you have to remember. How did this well, number one of the Kent? No Gibson, Aussie, wouldn't they? Oh, it will make He's sense. He's a self Aussie. That's the last we'll be seeing of Lawrence Delalio. His vocals don't no. uh, feature on anything <laughs> else as far as I know. It's like stepping <laughs> over the last of Tina Turner. I know we've got another movie song of hers to come on now, 32. <laughs> but Goldeneye. Yeah, oh, well, that's good. But if you make me mad, you wish that you would not. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about creepy sort this is, this of menacing, song. creepy love songs. <laughs> I mean, I, I like a bit of the way, but this, this, this is a bad, this is a bad song. Yeah. I didn't get to say the name, Don't Break My Heart, another heart song. Yeah, you the thing is, it's really weird because they did a cover of Don't Go Breaking My Heart, didn't they, with uh, is it Chrissy Hines or whatever? Yeah. Uh, I think they did, didn't they? This song's a real Someone did. pile of shit, isn't it? And. Again, oh, no, well, there was it. I got you, babe. The more I hear his voice, the more the limitations yeah, I yeah, know. Like, yeah. I didn't really care about his voice before, but it's I don't know. It's yeah. This is you know. I'm, I'm a UB40 apologist, and this is a bad one. I don't even like this one. It's just really dull. Doesn't do anything. Is there any point even to saying anything else? Uh, it's just weirdly brooding, isn't it? Yeah. It's like creepy. It's like their ghost town, but not as good. Yeah, um, not, not just hang on, hang on. Not 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 as good as Ghost Town. Like that makes it sound like no. There's a fucking golf the size of 
planet between those two songs like oh, Ghost yeah. Town is a is a bona fide classic awesome thing like yeah. this doesn't just fall short of that it's, it's nothing it's like fucking shitty tag that someone's done on Anglia Square to the Sistine Chapel <laughs> yeah uh, I mean not yeah, to it's sort of like, like don't break my heart or else and it's quite kind of threatening in a way, innit? And he said, oh, you, if you fuck me about it, you'll wish you had it. And it's still like a poison pen letter or something, innit? Very, very bizarre. Yeah, video's rubbish, just your lad in front of some black and white, and then the jukebox fucks up and he has to turn the song back on. Yeah. Yeah. He really needs Pat O'Banton to turn up, but that's not going <laughs> to happen yet. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet he'll get him in the arm, won't he? Oh, Pat O'Banton! <laughs> Oh, the old Irish boy. It's quality. <laughs> so how how did it go down chart wise? Well, in Ireland they said, "Oh, don't break my heart." Do <laughs> <laughs> I liked it? Number eight. Really? Right. Fucking hell! See, not put anything in the chart. In New Zealand they said we don't break for anyone, mate. Number thirteen. There we go. Yeah, in the UK, we were very fucking happy with this. Number oh, three. God. Number three. Dark days, man. Thatcher, height of her powers, this sort of thing getting. Uh, <sighs> yeah. In Australia, I said, uh, all right, boys, uh, don't break my heart by sending this shit over. Number 37. Good old Ken. Good old Ken. Yeah. I can't go on. So, Funny. you heard of uh, Man Max Beyond Thunderdome, right? Uh, yes. Did you ever hear of the film White Knights? Uh, no. No, well, and not knights, like the chess alien things. Right. Just knights. <laughs> yeah. What does that even mean if it's... How can a knight, as in the opposite of day, be white? That's, uh, well, anyway, um, this is Phil Collins and Marilyn Turner with separate lives. Isn't it Marilyn Martin? Yeah. Is it? Why Isn't it Marilyn Martin? Uh, it is Marilyn. Yeah, yeah but don't think called Marilyn Martin. Yeah, it's a lovely blonde lady, isn't it? Because I read it as Marilyn Monroe first, and I was like, wow. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I put, yeah, she was nice, because I put she got a good set of pipes, but I meant two things by that. <laughs> I, I think I must have had Tina Turner on the brain. I must have fused them together. It, it sort of sits between Take a Look at Me Now, Against All Odds, which was a good one, and that, and it's a bit better than the rubbish Phil Collins. What was it? One more night. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like the middle ground between those songs. But he likes a lot. He likes the fucking slow ballads that he's he not very good at singing. See, I've got, I've got Phil Collins' greatest hits, and that's that's my criticism. It's just so many ballads, and he's not very good at singing the ballads. He's, they're quite nice ballads that he writes, but he just doesn't really do him justice with his own voice. This was on the car on the way here, and I was saying to Harry, it feels like there's quite a few of these. Yeah, two male and female duet sort of ballad songs that just want to sound like Endless Love mm. like yeah, this, this to me yeah. sounds like a rip off of That's Endless right. Love it's kind of, I kind of like the way she's going like, yeah. I have no right it's, it's got a good melody in there but it's yeah. by this point track 14 of 15 it's like come on it's yeah. dragging out it's dragging and I like Phil Collins but yeah she's she's a good singer 
Right. Have, like, I think yeah, whenever, you, nice. whenever you have these yeah. sort of man and lady duets, you know, because they're doing an octave and a fifth above, aren't they? Mm. So I think you you often have to have quite a strong high register yeah. to be able to do these duets, and she does pull it off. Rubbish video starts with a little clip from the movie, proper clip from the movie, without the song over the top of it or oh, anything. Oh, wow. wow that's uh, and it's just Phil and Marilyn in a room. He's got a piano. She's got a tight top. Sounds good. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. I still got a tight top. I can imagine. Uh, he's got a thin top. <laughs> uh, I can imagine. It'll be revealing. Sounds good. <laughs> I can imagine being around in the eighties and having a bad breakup and putting this song on and crying a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just for me. It's like sort of one Phil Collins ballad too many. Yeah, we yeah, have a lot of ballads. I, I want to hear Easy studio Lover or Easy Lover or something. Yeah. Easy Lover. There's a good duet. Oh, that's fucking that's great. A great duet. Yeah. How did it do? Well, patchy, I suppose you could say. Because it was UK number four. Yeah, we just love a bit of Phil, don't we? And Ireland, they said, well, we've been living separate lives with our northern neighbours, so it touches a nerve. I like it, number one. (laughs) In Canada, they said, hey, we live a separate lives, the French ones and the British ones. And number one! Fucking hell. Yeah. In New Zealand, they said, yeah, we've got our own separate lives, mate. Number 29. Separate from them bloody Aussies. Yeah. Uh, and in uh, America, they said, howdy, partner. We all live separate lives here. Number one. It's <laughs> more of a number seven song for me rather than a number one. Ken says, oh, I think you're about seven too many there, Jacob, mate. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm not just making it up because I got it written down. I'm not just trying to one up you. You know I didn't come all this way just to have always a heady one up me all the time. I ain't come bloody come here for this, mate. I'm not having this. You know I bring out a book about the Australian charts between 1975 and 1979. You bring one out. <laughs> I, I lived it, mate. I had to bloody live it. I had to listen to shit like Separate Lives, bloody piece of rubbish. Top 20, mate. Number 14. Number 14. Okay. So, last song on the disc. Oh, it's Ooh. another person who was quite good once upon a time and dragging out was he? I can't even uh, yeah, when was that exactly? <laughs> when he was good? Know, like, in the 50s? In the 50s and that. He bloody did some great oh, stuff. You'll be a better boy. Oh, yeah. When his band were good. He's never been No, he did like, uh, what it was like, moving on or whatever it's called and the young ones, that's, that's a classic. All those songs were good. When it was kind of a bit rock and roll when he was like the British Elvis sort of thing. Um, and I, I really love the song he did in the Thunderbirds movie as well. That's a great song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. But um, well, I can't how remember the song how this goes. What is the song that he does in the Thunderbirds movie? It's the one about shooting stars. Shooting star will shoot you. Oh, yeah. Mars will go to war. Man and the moon will jump on you if you don't love me no more. It's got a Hank Marvin puppet. It's really good. <laughs> Yeah, I've um, <laughs> sort of. I don't maybe know about Cliff's good ones because I just sort of stay away from him entirely. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. sort of your Buddy Holly esque soundings. 
fine. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing kind of rock and roll stuff early on. Yeah. And then he just did his whole... Because, you know, like, Bowie started in the very late 60s and got bad, but Cliff Richard... So you've got, like, a whole other two decades yeah. worth of, of getting worse oh, by the time you get to I think he's a creep, man. He's so disingenuous. There's something he's so no, fake creep. about him. It's just something so off oh, about yeah. him. Just, just something off about. I'm not saying anything like that. Uh, any alleged no, things. I'm just saying he's, no, a, he's, he's a weird. Clear. He's a weirdo. Not like he'd done anything naughty, but he's a weirdo. I just he don't sit right with me. He is a strange man. Yeah. Well, I don't have any particular beef with Cliff. Yeah. But, um, I just can't even remember how the song goes. <sighs> How did it go? Oh, uh, fucking hell, I listened to it about... She's so beautiful, she's a patty cake. <laughs> now, I just remember the bit I remember listening, hearing is there's like a bit where like they're all singing back vocals, they're like, beautiful, wonderful, great, like, they just keep saying oh, loads of... Now, I yeah. looked at the lyrics to this song, and it doesn't, it seems to be about the planet Earth. Not the first bit, but then it says, River flow to shining sea, mountain next blue, children, blah, 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 blah. Peace there more than peace again. Oh, if you were to visit there, you would love her. And then she's so beautiful. And then, then this verse, tiny planet spins through space, gives my life to me. 15 billion human beings, where's our destiny? Peace then war, then peace again. And then about this thing again. So is it about the earth? Aside from the fact that 15 billion is not how many people were on the planet then or even now. No. But, Surely that's about he's singing a love song to the planet Earth, isn't he? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, well, they are throwing like a globe around in the video. Okay. He's sort of prancing like a prat in the jungle. And then there's loads of kids about and they're throwing the globe and then they're like, there's clocks and things. It kind of starts to be a bit like Cliff Richard in the night garden with some kids. It's really <laughs> weird. <sounds> great. <laughs> it's really weird. It, yeah, it's a sort of horrible. The production of this song is really bad as well, isn't it? It's like horrible. It's, it's like so. It's the, the same sort of thing as we got from Paul McCartney. It's like old artist it's trying yeah. to like fit in with an eighty sounds, yeah. like synthesizers and weird eighties production. It just sounds so weird. But it's a whole like me and all the kids and everybody loves me and da, 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 da. and it's like oh, it's just the sound of trying to please everyone at once and like not that's nothing wrong just, with that something wrong with pleasing everyone at the same time like for example if you're a prostitute that would be a really good quality to have you know yeah, yeah. or you know McDonald's they make lots of children happy yeah and donate to children's charities yeah everyone yeah. loves McDonald's yeah. literally no one in the world that doesn't love McDonald's um, apart from Morgan <laughs> Spurlock so top 20 UK number 17 yeah yeah, in Ireland they said, "Oh, I like you, Cliff." Number thirteen. They love everything. Mm. Yeah, in uh, New Zealand they said, uh, "We got our own Cliffs, mate." Number forty, and uh, Kent said, "Yeah, she's so beautiful, isn't she, Cliff?" Oh, I'd probably rather look at her than listen to this bloody song. <laughs> Tell you what, number seventy-eight, mate. Nice. That is that is a very good. That's guess, about the right number. Yeah, I guess yep. Cliff never broke America. Yeah. Well, I've got to go, got to go boys. I've got to catch a night flight to Wollongong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> See you later, boys. I like to have you. See ya. Allegedly, he did break <laughs> So, yeah, okay. disc uh, one. Let me Not just do a too quick, bad. That was good. Quick good stuff. disc. Yeah. yeah Especially after fucking 
Now five and four is pretty bad as well, actually. Cool. See you on disc two. Hi guys, thanks for listening. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Hi guys, thanks for listening. You can find us online on the socials, Twitter and Instagram at nwt underscore podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See, it's good. <laughs> Dominic. Dominic.